0: Welcome to the Blue Collar Love Podcast. Well, the retrospective of Jason Martin and Things Star 559. Today, we're going to have a little bit different of an episode. Um, we're going to be reviewing an album from 1998 called Skinny by none other than Steve Hit along, Welcome, Steve.
1: Hey, thanks for talking to me.
0: All right. Um, and for the the reason why we're doing recu- reviewing this album is because on three songs Jason Martin plays guitar on and all on all the songs suffer that I think like two there's former members of starfire that play on it so just figured that you know we just do a proper album, um, a review since it's starfire related and it's one of the greatest albums I've ever heard but we'll get into that um, um later. so St- Steve, welcome to the show thanks for coming back. All right,
1: good to talk to you. You're
0: where you are. You said you're in Virginia Beach, is that right? Well, no, I, I'm in uh, I, I live in Norfolk, but it's basically Virginia Beach right down a cuss oh, on the all right, all right. And so Yeah, just sweating it out like you in Nashville. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: and, yeah,
0: and so what we'll do is we'll get a little um, we'll talk about overall the album like how it came about, why it was done, your feelings about it, and then from there we'll um. Go on a track by track review of what you remember, your thoughts on it. Sound good.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Okay.
0: All right. So first of all, I guess um I'll share um, you know, my my relationship with this album. Um, if I remember correctly, it was released in it was you recorded in ninety seven, but it came out in like July of ninety eight. Um and this is before Internet, so I didn't even know this album was gonna exist. I joined the army and I went to boot camp like July seventh or something, like probably days before after this was released so i go through boot camp and we finally like in october we we get to go to civilization and we went to the mall and i go to the christian bookstore in south carolina um and i was like steve here has a solo album like, okay and then you know I'm like, and, and starfire 59's fashion focus album had just been really good, october that year which i didn't know again no internet starfire and steve here so i got both these albums at once so i was like cool you know um, and I remember just being just floored by this like it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's like James Taylor like you mentioned before it's like James Taylor meets like shoegaze meets I don't know <laughs> it's, just, it's yeah. just a very quirky album and like I fell in love with it and like and we'll go through it and talk about how it's affected me but yeah really this is in <sighs> probably my top 20 or so favorite albums of all time it's just like it's a shame it's not on vinyl (laughs) it's a shame Uh. that you didn't do do another solo album for another 19 years so but anyway so that's my connection with this album yeah so it's in 98 since then it's just been on steady rotation so much so that i had to buy a second cd because i wore the first one out (laughs) Uh. so so you tell me tell us steve how like how did it come about why did you want to do a solo album at this point Um, in your career on it
1: well well first off let me say that um i'm gonna i'm going it's just i'm gonna have to dig deep here because i don't listen back i only pretty much listen to what i'm doing right now so i don't listen to old albums so i have not heard this album in many years i just don't i don't listen back so um it's fuzzy in my mind okay but um i had just accumulated i'm not the singer i'm the drummer in the band in our band the choir and um but i have a songwriter and i had accumulated quite a few songs that didn't fit the choir or for whatever reason and i just had an hour worth of songs and and i just i don't know i wanted to sing them you know um and and, um i didn't have hardly any money or anything so it was independent and um I, find, I found a label to put it out, but I had to pay for it myself. So we did it really fast, really fast. Probably a week and a half in, in LA and a week. I mean, a week and a half in Nashville, and then maybe a week and a half in, in LA, and that was it. So um, it was pretty raw. I wanted it to be raw. I didn't want it to be slick like, like, like the choir it was pretty great. I didn't want to compete with that. I wanted to, it just to be about the songwriting. And I write songs got like my influences are. You said James Taylor. Well, yeah, but and and Neil Young and, and that kind of thing. So when I write songs, it sounds kind of folky. And I wanted to fuzzify it sonically because I don't I don't play electric guitar and and um, so I had to get these guys to, to like I kept saying, can you fuzzify this? You know, and. Um, it was you know. So that's what I, you know, I got guys like like Andy Prickett and Mark Bird and and, uh, Jason Martin can come in and bring all these awesome guitar tones in there. So it didn't sound like, like you said, like a folk rock thing. So that's why I think it's so kind of strange. Um, I'm not what you would call a a good singer. Some people say they like my voice. Some people don't say anything. (laughs) It's not, it's like, uh... I did the songs um, pretty much in one take, you know, like that's unusual for, for, for vocals. Also, here's an interesting thing. Gene, I did it at the green room, the vocals and jeans headphones didn't work. At the time. <laughs> yeah, there's no headphones. Okay? And, and so I'm just sitting there like. Uh, the speakers I'm sick. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my head between the speakers and turning it down kind of low and just singing in the microphone. And Wayne and Wayne Everett, who was, who was producing it, the drummer from the prayer chain, and the engineer, Chris Colbert, were both smoking camels nonstop. So I'm in a cloud, I'm in a cloud of smoke with no headphones singing these songs that pretty much, you know, just straight through. And in fact, of course, then there was not auto tuning or anything. now everything's tuned and all that stuff, but nothing like that. Um, so it's pretty raw. And at the time, wow, it was kind of rough, but now you know I think it it uh might hold up I mean the rawness might be might be kind
0: of it cool. sounds it, the the immediacy of it like yeah, it sounds organic, it doesn't sound like a record, it sounds like yeah, and to me, like it sounds like none you say that you did your vocals in one take and when taking all this stuff, and like it was all done in a week it, yeah, it just seems like just good music was just. Because, you know, like, like Nirvana, i like, I hate Nevermind album because it's so polished. You know, like the yeah. other stuff, like Bleach, and it was so raw. It's like you're you're, you're stripping the artistry out. Like, you want to hear the creaks. You want to hear the floor creak, You want to hear all that stuff, you know. So, yeah, I guess that's why I fell in love with it. it. It sounds very raw and organic.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh Wayne, like I said, Wayne, he wasn't really a producer, you know. He was... 10 years younger than me, but I, I just bonded with him as the drummer in the prayer chain, we just hit it off and we were like, I just wanted him around. You know, I liked Wayne so much and enjoyed his company so much that I'm like, hey, man, will you produce this? You know, and he, you know, and he, I uh. just meant you be in charge. You just call it. You just, you know, take control of it. Look, I don't have hardly any money and let's just, just help me out here. And he oh. did. I st- and, and Wayne, you know, I wrote that song about him um,
0: digging your style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can tell you, you know. Know. you're really fond of Wayne. Yeah, we know. Yeah, it's,
2: it's,
0: it's totally gay. It's totally gay, you
2: know. <laughs> that whole line about, I thought it was so
0: funny. No, 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 you're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. We'll get there, I promise you. We'll get there. <laughs> all, right,
2: okay. all right, all right,
0: all right, all right, <laughs> all right. So with that said, I guess we'll get into the first song, Color Wheel. Um, what are your thoughts, what are your recollections of the song um, Color Wheel, Steve?
1: Oh, it sounded a lot like Neil Young, kind of, you know. uh,
0: Yeah, it
1: does. Just like, again, like, come on, everybody, you know. I mean, I was surrounded by um, a lot of people were depressed, you know, a lot of darkness, a lot of despair. And um, I was just like, come on, just turn on the color wheel. Try to look at things with some positivity. Have some hope. It's very similar to the warbler. Mm-hmm. The content, you know, and they were really yeah. very similar, to, close to the same time. I think um, "Free Flying Soul" was probably the next record the choir did after that. So I was mm-hmm. just trying to say, turn on like, like, look at the bright side, look at, look at the good, you know. And um, we had a color wheel in the studio, a literal one, like you'd try not put on a Christmas tree. Yeah. So we had one. I mean, Chris Colbert brought one in, and I thought. saw so I saw it. Turn on the color wheel. You know, I would turn it on. I'm always into lighting. I love lighting. Yeah. Uh, in the studio and in my play, I just love cool lighting. So I was like, turn on the color wheel. I would say that. You know, when I walked into the studio. And it just, yeah, it's just about trying to look on the bright side of things. Try to have hope
0: from yeah and for me like the the this is, has a good acoustic intro um I greatly enjoy the slow slow build you know as it builds you know drums come in at one, the one oh three um mark um and you in the choir, the seat on the hill, just everything you do um and I remember when I saw you at the lost dogs that tour for but your drum setup is very let's just say. Hip hipstery <laughs> yeah, okay. and, but you have a way and I, I don't know how to describe it but you cre- it's like heavy metal sounding drums in an indie rock contest because i mean they're as heavy and thick as metal drums but they're not like the you know what i mean it still sounds creative and still controlled you know what i mean artistic artistic heavy percussion sounds and this song although it's a james taylor sound song at the beginning it does get heavy and like the the percussion in it it really you know propels the song through so in the background yeah, yeah in the background vocals by wayne and jenny gallo um are exquisite right um from
1: Hoyt she, she was in hoi
0: okay okay i, I know what that I is produced a,
1: yeah i produced them their band so i used
2: her
0: to sing, Yeah, i've heard of them i never listened to them i didn't know that um the guitar yeah, solo here yeah, and the guitar solo here, um, it's excellent. Um, Detroit, Troy, Troy Dottery, did he do the solo on this song? Do you remember? Yep, that's
1: Troy. Yep. And he was in. He was in Hoy Poloy. he was, oh, he was in. Player. Yes. Is he, dairy. Dairy? Is he related? to Derry?
0: Is he related to Derry?
1: Nope, no relation. <laughs> <Dairy Nation. laughs> really? Wow. Yep, no, no relation. He was all a big Kurt Cobain fan. Uh... He was in. He did some music with Chris Colbert after that. Like, uh, I don't know if it was Durlux or.
0: Oh, um, I love Lux.
1: Yeah, he's a real fuzzy, he's got a lot of fuzzy, wicked tones. And so again, I'm like, rock this song up, you know? And, and I and do sang out a pretty aggressive drum beat, you know? So yeah, I, you take a folky tune and try to rough it up
0: yeah the only the only um um starfly member on the wayne everett plays on this that and he does a background vocal but there's the 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 last verse in this song i really want to just highlight and you mentioned you know what the song is really about and it's like turn on the color wheel oh wait hold on that um forgive the ghost of love when neighbors are unkind, kind when sincere friends sell you diamonds that are less than genuine. forgive your sorry stuff Let love renew your mind, and so like to me, like the first time, forgive the ghost of love, and he goes through all these things. It's and and correct me if I'm wrong. It's like ultimately God creates us. We're we're flawed people. So when bad things happen to you, don't get mad at your neighbor. This is the cost of free will. It's kind of God's fault. (laughs) I know. I know. But that's what I. It's kind of like Curse Your Branches" from Dave Bazan to me, <laughs> but I'm sure that's not what you meant.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. You know what? Honestly, I don't even know what I mean with that line meant. I, I, so long ago, I don't know if it even made sense. I don't even know you, if that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> you 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 do do a lot of, you, you, and that's another. Well, I was going to mention later, but you do have a lot of poet poetry in your lyrics. you very poetic, so I think you're just trying to evoke feelings with a lot of like Tori Amos and Kate Bush and people like that. So maybe that's what's going on.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was still young at it you know I think I got better I think I, I got better at it over the years you know but uh yeah sometimes you say something and it doesn't even mean what you're thinking you know I don't know it, it feels it feels good I don't I'm not sure what that means forgive the ghost a- of love I think I meant like it's it's gone like it's the ghost it's a ghost it died like love died um...
2: like
1: I think that's what I meant like love died you know when neighbors are not forgive the ghost of love when neighbors are not kind you know um Sincere uh, friends, tell you diamonds. Like, I mean, you, they people let you down. People yeah. let you down, and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, just you know that your own self. Y- you know, you know, just we're all flawed. You said yeah. that, and that's true. We are all broken. We're all come on, mercy on on that guy. You know, you're 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 not always cool to everybody either. You know, and so, forgive your forgive your wife. Forgive you know, like just like oh man, and forgive your parents. I think I said didn't uh, I say something about. uh. I don't remember. What yeah, time
2: ago. Yeah, that's we fine.
1: Blame, we blame each other. We blame, you know, all the time. And it's like, come on. Mercy on me, mercy on you. What
0: I'm saying. Exactly. I got you. Um, yeah. before, uh, any, any more thoughts on color before we move on to the win. Nope. All right. I guess I'll start. I'll, I'll start with to the wind. Um, first, I start off with a question. Um, um, at the beginning, there's like an effect on the guitar that sounds chimey um is that is that i don't know if you remember but is that an effect or is that a, an instrument or something
1: that's mark bird playing guitar and he got something okay. chris chris Beer got great tones okay so there's a cello there's matt slocum on cello on that song yes yeah on the yeah yeah
0: yep. right we go, the, we go I, back that I, far another guy who never talks um uh, <laughs> but anyway no, yeah. <laughs> that um that's whatever that tone is it sounds great um yeah. the groove of the song we get from the start of the the song we don't have to wait like in color will we get it from the beginning um and again the, i'm gonna say this like a broken record the percussion on the song is remarkable because you're a drummer of course um yeah. and at the two minute and 45 mark like you said this cello throughout but there's like a um little guitar solo um that melts with the cello and it just sounds Divine. It's a very nice mm. touch. Um Thank you. And it's got Gene th- Eugene singing
1: on
0: it, doesn't it? It it does. And the Fender Rose, which he does. I don't know if there's a better Fender Rose player than Gene, yeah, yeah. Gene Eugene. He can make that baby sing. But there's no members of Starfire on this song, so this is one of the few. Um and yeah, give give your spirit to the wind. Um, and like, what I really like, of course, you um, you and the choir and, and your other projects. You do explicitly um, come out and talk about God, you know. But you also most of the songs are can be taken, but as a Christian or non Christian level, like you know, give your. Um, um, give your uh, put um give your spirit to the wind that could be the holy spirit or creativity you know from the mm-hmm. non-christian perspective and I really do appreciate that I mean they, and when you do talk about God explicitly which we'll get to it's not like over overhead just like Jason Martin and we've commented on that too so I really appreciate mm-hmm. that you make you you allow your the listeners to think for themselves instead of preaching at them you know <laughs> yeah so. and
1: the song the song is about... Yeah, just surrendering your, yourself, giving of yourself, especially creatively. Like if you're an artist, if you're a musician, have the courage. Yeah. Drop the feather in the river. Take the risk.
2: Mm-hmm. Put your
1: song out there. Put the song out there. Live. You know, just take risks in life. Drop the feather in the river. You don't know who it's gonna reach. You know, you don't know. Specifically about like I was afraid to make a record. Okay, I'm afraid to sing at the time, and it's like no, just do it. Just do it. Give it up. Give it up. Offer your song. You wrote a song. Share
0: it. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and since we mentioned that, I meant to say, yeah, you are a good singer. I like you say some people like, so I like your voice. I don't see why people don't like it. I mean, but then again, I like. Silver Mount Zion, an early singer, can't sing at all, so there's... <laughs> <laughs> Some people
2: don't like Neil Young, I would say...
0: I would say or Bob I would say Dylan, like... though. Bob Dylan is what you want to say. I can't stand his voice either. I can't stand oh. Bob Dylan. I can't. I can't. I can't deal with Bob just for his voice. I can't, I know he has great lyrics, but I can't get past the voice. I can't do it. <laughs>
1: okay, but I like his voice. But Neil Young is that way. Some people don't like Neil Young's voice. I. It's my favorite voice, so...
0: Yeah. To each his own. All right. Yep. Next, we next we have a candy. What are your thoughts on candy, Steve?
1: Oh, uh, it was so funny. I wrote the only song I've ever written on piano. The oh. three chords, you know, three chords back and forth, and I played them. Um, and it was about my daughter, my little daughter Erin. Um, hmm. I, you've had enough candy for one day in your life. Hmm. I think you've had enough candy for one day in your life. It was just about growing up, and and um. I, really simple chord progression and Chris Colbert was like I did play electric guitar on that and Chris just got me the fuzziest tone and I'm just playing D G D A G D you know simplest chord progression but really really he just fuzzified it and it made it really aggressive um yeah yeah that's how and it rocked it you know just rocked it and and it was his uh, it was those guys production wise that just pushed it over the edge so
0: it wasn't some sweet little corny. I mean, I on the piano. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, I hear you. And yeah, again, the only Starfire member on this one is again is Wayne, Sir Wayne Everett on drums, tambourine, and Evo guitar. That's
1: right. He played the drum set on that. He played the drum set. And he
0: I did. Guitar. Yeah, that's right. He did. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because that fuzziness that you're hearing in the song is that on your guitar or Wayne's or Mark's. Yeah. You know?
1: uh, well, I'm the one strumming away the fuzziest,
0: okay, alright.
1: yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember who did what, but I know I was was
0: the fuzziest, you were the fuzziest. I was the was fuzziest, the fuzziest. Oh, okay. was fuzziest
1: yeah. which is new for me, you know, and I, I thought, oh, this is fun. I'm playing electric guitar. What's going on?
0: This song would have been at home on gold on starfires gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's so fuzzy, uh, and, yeah. and, Wayne, and and Wayne has different techniques when he drums. But like we've talked about in other episodes, when he's playing on Starfire, and like um, sometimes he does this um, this consistent beat that doesn't really change that much. Um, yeah, it's pretty and,
1: Motown, it's pretty Motown to do four on the floor like that. I mean, he's doing four exactly that quarter notes
0: exactly. On the snare drum. It, exactly, and it's
1: fantastic. I never would have done that. I never would have done that.
0: That's why you got Wayne. <laughs>
1: That's why I got Wayne.
0: Because it works perfectly. And, I think um, I was like,
1: oh, you got it. You got it. You got this, Wayne. Got and it,
0: it sounds like, and I don't know if it is, but it sounds like someone's stomping on the floor, too, while they're drumming. Because it's just so thick, the drums. It's just amazing. Like, the drums, like, are the highlight on this. I mean, I love the fuzzy guitar. That's amazing, too. But those drums work perfectly with it. Um, and the bells, there's, like, some bell sound. Probably he's playing some bells in a drum set or something. But it's beautiful um yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's just good fun i'm a sorry fool
2: <laughs> i love that
0: i love that oh, it's, it's just i don't know like you said this is just a fun song this is fun th- which is what's needed because of what's coming up next <laughs> you remember what you remember what's next no i do not Pasaki.
1: Oh, saddest song in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> you have not had to heard the album's Hospice by the Antlers, have you? Oh uh, no. no, no, no. no the saddest saddened. album. This is yeah, but this is no I wouldn't say this is sad. This is this is a beautifully horrific song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right, right. Go ahead, you take good Steve. Tell me your thoughts on the Winnipesaki. Well,
1: it was about my friend Dan Michaels, who, um, when we left Nashville, he had, just, I mean, when we left LA and moved to Nashville, he just broke up. He, he left his girlfriend behind. It was a bad breakup and he was in pain, you know, heart pain. You know, we, sounds and, like it. <laughs> yeah, heart pain. I'm like, oh man, I thought, you know, and the funny thing is, where I got the idea was I'd, I'd saved the idea from before I would, his girlfriend, the one that broke up with him, he broke. I don't know who broke up with who, but it was a sad breakup. But anyway, she was friends with my wife and she was at our house and. And uh. My wife said, yeah, I lived in Idaho, Boise, Idaho, and she was complaining about L.A. She hated living in Los Angeles. She says, you know, we always had a lake. We had this lake called Lake Payette and they couldn't even find the bottom. I mean, it was so deep, you know, and Lisa said, Oh, I grew up by Lake Winnipesaukee. She goes, I thought my lake was deep, but it was only three hundred feet deep. <laughs> this is like so such a
0: nerd nerd lake I, talk. I love it. <laughs> right, right. am like The my
1: head, I thought. She said, I thought my lake was deep, and I just immediately thought, I thought my lake was deep, and I thought my sorrow was was bad. I thought I had a bad, you know, my my hole in my heart, you know. But yours is deeper is deeper than the Winnipesaukee. Hers, Lake Lake Payette in Idaho yours is deeper than the winniposaki and it just stuck in my head so then i don't know a year later or something dan had that was hurting and i just said i thought my leg was deep because i was going through trouble we were all were. it was a terrible yeah. transition and i'm like man you're sadder that you're you're really hurting i'm sorry friend and that's just was the song from one friend to another using
0: that wow. metaphor. yeah yeah know the line in there. I thought my scar I thought my sky was black. But yours is blacker than the heart of the devil. <laughs> oh yeah. Pretty black, right? Whoa.
1: This is deep. It yeah, it was grim. It was grim. Now, he, he uh, went on to he, he he's married to this woman. Obviously, I mean, yeah, wife,
0: Lisa Lisa's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, she's a wonderful right, right. person. Yeah, it she's all great. worked out. It all
1: worked yeah. out for him. You know, I ended up getting divorced, you know. Uh-oh. Me too.
0: Fifty no, nine. <laughs>
1: it's hard, right, man. It's hard, but Dan Scott and Lisa have done great together. So you know he's all yeah.
0: right. <laughs> yeah, he's doing great. He's living. He, he's living the dream. And was Andy Perkett ever in the Starfire Fifty Nine? I don't no. think so. Right. I don't Not think aware. so. Yeah. Well, Andy, well, no.
1: No. Check this out, though. Andy told me that he produced uh, or he engineered one of the Starfire albums.
0: Yeah. Harry that's Taylor true. produced. He said, "Oh, he's, leave her Andy stranger." That's the, "Leave Her Stranger." That's the one that Terry Taylor um, produced. So, okay. And
1: Andy, Andy engineered. So he was involved. Um, Andy okay. went on and on and on about Starflare to be when I asked him about Starflare.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> anyone texted. who's listened, anyone who's heard this band should do that. It's their it's their god given responsibility. But on this song, um, when Pisaki, we get our first contribution from our man Jason Martin. Um, Two minutes twenty-six seconds, we get Jason's um, first contribution to this album. It's a solo that fits perfectly into this nightmare of a song. Um right. Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> Beautiful
0: solo. Yeah. How about it, that? It, oh, that was yeah. so good. It's melodic, but it just it just rides that weight of just like you said, just heart pain. It's just life's not always, great, and I appreciate it because life's not always great. And I'm glad that you. And that was my gripe. with a lot of Christian artists is like they just want to talk about oh Jesus is great. On the life fucking sucks sometimes. Can we have songs yep. about that?
2: <laughs> right.
0: yeah. yeah, and then he has another solo at the end of the song that's coupled, and so he's doing something. And like I don't know what it is, something about bells, shakers, and tambourines, like. They're like catnip to me when they're done right, and Wayne Everett does a great job with that stuff, and and so do you, y'all too. Right. Like, just do a great job, and so yeah, we, that
1: had, the, sh- we had we had the percussion covered. Yeah, we did. We had the between yeah. us two of us, we had the percussion covered.
0: This is the one. This is probably the best percussion album that's ever been made. But anyway, yeah. so the shaker with the solo, the mix it just sends this song into the sonic stratosphere. and even though it's you know. A depressing song. I don't think there's like a hopeless song. It's just like more of like a, you know, expressing your pain because you have to do that. Yeah. You have to express yeah. your pain. You can't hold it in. And I think that's what this song is. And, and because of that, I think it's kind of a hopeful song.
1: Yeah. All right. All right.
0: I mean, it is it's terribly horrific, though, too, at the same time. <laughs> there's
1: not really hope. There's no, yeah, there wasn't any really hope in the song, but the only way out is through. Isn't
0: there? Exactly. Exactly. Which will come up again later. <laughs> Next, yeah. Away With Me. Your thoughts that was on the oldest
1: song? Was- yeah, that was the oldest song I've on the album. I mean, it was way back. I don't know how old I was when I wrote that song. Um, very folky. Those guys were like, like I, I heard them behind my back complaining, you know, how are we gonna save that corny? You know, it had that little walk down lake. I remember Mark Bird and complaining to Chris Colbert about it. You know, when I was, they didn't think I could overhear him. You know how as dorky it wasn't lame you know
2: <laughs> they made
1: it cool they all got together and made it cool um but the song was about um i mean i thought i'm playing the guitar like andy griffith you know sitting on the porch andy and <laughs> you know andy taylor you know, like andy taylor and like you know yeah. the Song, but i like the lyric a lot about just about Daring to be intimate, you know, risking intimacy with someone that you you have, don't know too well, like, hey, there's no time, like, like here and now, to be open and transparent. I'm a pr- very transparent person, and and I'll just let's just tell each other the truth. Why not? You know, here we are.
0: You know, and 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 I really appreciate that. And we'll get there's another song too, but and you say it's a very hokey song or whatever, but yeah, um, we got um. <laughs> but this like two other songs on this album that we'll talk about really have shaped who i am as as a man the person i am today because you're right It it is such a risk it is scary to try to be genuine open and honest with people because there's always that possibility of being hurt and you know betrayed i'm a therapist by profession and i, I constantly tell my clients you know you. By you holding and being scared of opening up and, you know, having genuine open relationships, by being fearful of that, you're never going to have that. It's better to try and be hurt. But most people want that just as bad as you do. -hmm. You know, and so, and of course, you know, I was like nineteen when I first heard that. It wasn't this, this, this came to me over the decades of listening to this. But, um, but yeah, this is what I took. This sounds like a petition for an honest, nurturing relationship with somebody, and you're just like, hey, let's let's try. We'll see what happens. You know, and yeah, it's such a daring, it's such a daring thing to do, but totally worth it. it That is what it's about. Yeah, and it's a great placement. And that's another thing that like the track list, which, you know, now that we're streaming, that's not as important. And that's why I'm glad that vinyl and CDs are, and cassettes, for God's sake, are making a comeback because track listing matters. When you're just randomly shuffling songs, you know, when somebody's mixing an album and they list it, they have an, you know, like an intentional flow that they want. And this is perfect after the nightmare, which we just got through, you know. And um, let me ask you, what percussion is used during the third verse and the outro? It's uh, um in the in the li- linear notes it just says percussion that you're doing and it's just it, uh, it's just such a beautiful sound and I wish I knew what it was but don't uh, worry about sorry, it.
1: Sorry, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh <my laughs> if to it, I would know. Was it the doom back or something? I don't.
2: I'm trying.
0: To remember. That that's that's in the, the rest of the songs it's listed when shoe's been out on this one. It's not.
2: Hmm.
0: It just Boy, says yeah, percussion. Know yeah no, no, i'm sorry it's probably you just probably hit the drums at, like the right angle on like the skin or something and just makes this unique sound or something know, that's probably what happened yeah, anyway anything else into before we get into the wayne everett song <laughs> no let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about wayne oh, man. Uh, i don't know i think you should go digging your style go ahead steve your thoughts on this song
1: no i just i i loved it you know i love i really did love wayne um and um I thought that was, it talks about different stuff. What is it? Like, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just about one drummer to another. The love song from one drummer to another. And it even has the the mm-hmm. our rolling down the hill, limbs, rolling down the meadow, limbs entwined. You know, it's just funny. It's super, it's super gay. You know, not just anything wrong with that.
2: Uh,
0: you're so, you're so clearly hetero. Who would mind if we played the film where we roll over and over in slow mo across the meadow? limbs entwined yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's
1: just funny it's just funny yeah yeah i love that song and um i really happy with the vocal i think we tripled the vocal so i'm really yelling pretty loud and just it's a it's a fun track um i just it, we laughed we just laughed yeah. we just had a fun we just, it was just funny it was just you know i don't know I had,
0: yeah, I, I definitely I had a journey with this song because like when I first got again nineteen year old in the army super masculine and this song was just like this is too gay for me <laughs> like I love I mean the music's great and everything and I love Steve and I love Wayne but it's just like the the song Hansel by Joy Electric Ronnie Martin Jason's brother and it's but it's just about the both songs are about love between two guys and like. I'm glad where're society's moving towards where that's not seen. like like if you say it to a guy, I love you like that meant meant that you were less manly. and i yeah. and I'm um, looking back, I'm glad that there were at the time Christians, um Christian men who were able to say, Hey, no, you can love another man as yeah. a friend. you know, well, just like I women love each other's friends. Go ahead.
1: Are you familiar with Mike? you're familiar with Mike not right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mike not. He was talking yeah. to me one time, I was in his office, he had that blonde vinyl label, and
0: mm-hmm. we
2: were
1: just talking, and he was just going, he was telling me, you know, so-and-so is kind of gay. I think this guy, he was talking about who he thought was gay and who wasn't, and he goes, now, Steve, he goes, you, he goes, you're so, you're clearly hetero, you're clearly hetero. He goes, now, me, I don't know, the jury's still out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <What's> that? <laughs> That's but, you know, wow. the way, I'm, I'm so, like, there's no, like, yeah, I just am really, like, if anything, you know what I mean? So that line, you're so clearly hetero, who would mind, you know, I, I, that was That's something it. that stuck in my head from Mike Knott, because Mike Not uh. said that to me.
0: Yeah, and and just and just just all the um, all the things about riding your hi hat open. I mean, you ride your hard hat hard and wide. Like even that, I'm like, oh man, yeah, hi hat hard and wide. It's like, "Uh, is this a gay song? No, hi hat. I
2: know,
0: I know know now. Like, I know, I know. I was an idiot. I understand. We had Wayne on. Go ahead. Oh,
1: you had Wayne on.
0: Yeah, we, 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 a couple times we went for the um, uh, review of Fashion Focus and uh, he, everybody makes mistakes because he, play, he was a drummer on those and he oh. talked about all he gave us all the insight into the drums. And so, you know, I'm not a drummer, but he yeah, he explained stacking your face and all that stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm aware now. Um, and actually, he was our first guest. Wayne was the first one we had on. So thank you, Wayne. But anyway. Um yeah, but anyway, so now you know that I'm more mad, you know, more mature, like I yeah, I appreciate this song. This is this that just two men who are artistic, who love each other and not afraid that, you know, roll down the metal just because, you know, you don't you don't fucking care because you love each other and the world be damned if they have a problem with it. It's, it exactly. Again, it's dropping the feather in the wind. I mean yeah. the river, dropping the feather in the river and just living your life, you know, and and I love yeah, it. That's right. And the only Starfire person in here is, is Wayne Everett and the the Jimbe. Am I saying that right? How do you say it again?
1: Jimbe. The Jim.
0: The Jimbe. The D. No D. Okay. So the Jimbe. Um Wayne plays in this. Um yeah. but yeah, it's a great song. And it is fun. I mean, it just it it, it it's upbeat. Um he <laughs> you know, you talks yeah. about Wayne speaking French, you know. Yeah,
1: The fuzzy hat he used to wear this fuzzy like Russian hat.
0: Yeah, I've seen pictures of that. And yeah, I play, yeah. and, and I play air guitar to the song a lot. <laughs> oh, and you play, you play um, electric guitar. Like you're the lead guitar guitarist, you, and you rocked yeah. it.
2: That's right. Yeah,
1: right. It's the same yeah. thing. It's just like a, a. Normally, I played it on the acoustic, and and Chris Colbert was like play the electric. I'm just strumming, all fuzzy. So yeah, and I think Tim Chandler played guitar on it too.
0: player. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he did. You're right. Thing. From 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 um, Daniel Amos. Right,
2: right. An no. passed, and the choir, away.
0: and the choir. Yeah, yeah no. So that was sad, and yeah, I saw that was sad, and the djembe, which is featured a lot on these songs. I fell in love with it. that when I was a, pa- oh, I used to be a pastor too. I don't know if I mentioned that to you, but um, I ended up buying one for the church band. <laughs> I'm so enamored right. with it, <laughs> it yeah, sounds so cool. good. It sounds so good. Um, so anyway, what was skinny is next. Steve, what do you think? What do you remember?
1: Oh man, that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, oh, I felt pretty guilty about some stuff. I guess I felt really bad for some stuff I'd done. You know, you don't
0: have you don't have to share it, son. But if you yeah, want, to, that's fine you know, uh, too. Well,
1: it, it, it was in, in, infidelity stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, mm-hmm. done. I felt I felt pretty bad mm-hmm. about about that. And so, <laughs> but I don't know. Wayne was like, he says, it doesn't sound like you feel bad about whoa Skinny, you should, you know, I don't know. It's a weird lyric. It's Mm -hmm. weird. I I don't, it's a weird song. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just like, I guess I like the strangeness of it.
0: Um, In my notes, this is a typical apology, I'm a Batman song from Steve, because you have these songs in the choir and throughout different things. Yeah, Yeah, right. It, It is. It's just an apology. you're just a bad boy a lot we all are
2: i'm glad that you're aware of
0: it i'm glad you're aware of it because most of us aren't so that's good
2: that you're aware of it (laughs) yeah i'm aware
0: i'm very
2: aware
0: it it is a weird acoustic song it moves at a slow pace you know um the the only guitar here is you and then Mm -hmm. there's i mean and then it's like a cello from matt and then just you and jenny doing you know a duet on the lyrics, which is gorgeous. Um, we do get some drums at 316, not John 316. <laughs> right. um, and it's, it's just, it's a haunting song. It's a very haunting song. You say weird, but I say it's haunting. Right. I remember at the
1: end, we kicked into this sort of groove. You I did. Had, I got this keyboard thing that I thought, I thought it was so funny because I thought it sounded like Janet Jackson, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go, I go we get, it sounds like Janet Jackson, that keyboard. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was so weird,
0: you know? Um, yeah. I just, I think we're just having fun. Sonic, Sonic fun, you know? Yeah. All right. All right. Next up is Jason's next, the second song that Jason played on um, Skin is Smooth. And uh, And Wayne Everett is also here. And another kind of um, Starfi alum, um, Terry Taylor, does voice yep. on this as well.
1: Yeah, Terry so. sang background vocal. He kind of on purpose sang real shaky. He has like the shake because <laughs> the song is smooth. He's smooth. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Terry.
0: Classic a
2: really Terry. Really
1: weird song. Re- really weird song. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: um, yeah, that song is just about like I don't I I didn't think I was getting enough sex, you know, and that was it. I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad at my wife, you know. It's, it's like my skin is smooth, you know what I mean. I'm not I'm just some leper. I'm not the, like, like you know some leper outside old, you know. I'm I'm not going to cry unclean. I mean, I'm not a, you know, a lizard. I'm a salamander. You know what I mean? Like I'm an, I'm not a I'm not a reptile. I'm an amphibian.
0: An amphibian needs to get wet. <laughs> Wow, yeah. I did not get that at all from that song. That is awesome. <laughs> that's all it is.
2: That's all it is. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's interesting that Jason plays guitar on this because I don't know if you've heard of his side project, Bon Voyage, that he has with his wife, Julie. No. Have you heard of them? Well, no. And their, their first album, they have a song called Kiss My Lips. And depending on the interpretation, you know, a woman has two sets of lips. Right. Oh, yeah. Depending... You know how you interpret that? It's <laughs> and it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of, and it's kind of got the same guitar tone and that song that it does here. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> um, but the but the, his his guitars are soaring in this song, and it's kind of like uh, Americana. The, I, I don't know if you listened to that one. That was the first start starfire album i got um was the this americana one and it was hooked since um and it didn't didn't um free flying soul wouldn't that come out 97 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so cool. because because I, I became a christian in 96 and there was and then like 97 is like when it seemed like from that point on was all the good music so i remember yeah free Flying soul um, uh, had mortal prayer chain and then choir free Flying Soul and i was on and running from there so Right. all right but oh, so.
2: yeah
0: yeah and so that was a great year for music J- jason does a master class here um mark bird too because i know he does it he like those two they play off together and during the courses um like they're, they're they're playing guitars on different sides of the speaker and like it's like a little guitar duet going on that sounds bananas good <laughs> right and, and it's just that those the solos in the the courses the course in this song worth the price of this album alone it's just amazing yeah i love that and, part.
1: They both, so we just put them on and i don't remember if that was the plan or why we just said put one in one speaker and one on the other and then i i think that was the plan i think i think jason played first and then mark played
0: and then and who gonna, probably and then wayne was like let's separate them
2: <laughs> probably
0: and again the, the the percussion is tight on this song too and i was going to ask you what's the meaning behind the title but hey you're you're a prophet you answered it <laughs>
2: yep
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh what we got next seven colors um i'll, I'll start I'll, I'll start with this one this is the third and final contribution that jason adds on this album um let's see here wayne oh, yeah. everett also from yeah yeah. yeah and wayne yeah. plays the subdued little brush strokes on the drums this is a very beautiful song um it, this is this is jason like you I, I, you said you listened to him and he has these luau sounding songs surf rocks luau guitars and that's what he does in this song which i'm glad he does um, it reminds me of the song help me when you're gone but more upbeat from the americana album Um, it's a restraint performance and he does, and that's another thing with Jason, he knows something, I think, gosh, it was a Beatle. I can't believe I'm quoting the Beatles or was it a Beatle where they said that some drummer doesn't play, they play what needs to be in the song, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that's what Jason does with his guitars. Like he, like when he's doing a song, he plays what the song needs. And the luau restraint take that he did was, um, Perfect. More um, jembe and like jembe is like more cowbell to me. Give me more djembe. Just more of that. Um, This is this is a this is a beautiful song. It's the prettiest song on this album. Um, This is a lay in the hammock (laughs) and soak in the beauty of life song. It's just like you have to. You can't be sad to this song. This is a song that you know. Just just you know, it makes you. I want to float you like a cloud. Which reminds oh, me of a choir yeah. song that escapes me. I know you didn't you use that line before? on a affluence like a cloud. Which song is yeah. escaping me?
1: It was called "Like a Cloud."
0: Oh, guys, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm I, so smart. I could. It was driving me crazy. I was just like, "What song is that?"
1: <laughs> like a cloud. I, took it, yeah, I yeah. took it right out. Yeah. Of, I took it right out of the choir song and used it again.
0: Because i wrote but it, it's I perfect. Could,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I, you I own it. Like yeah, you kid. own it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, you can't play Girage yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's right. What are
2: you? Go I,
1: ahead. straight up. Well, it's just a straight up love song. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very, You know, I I, I I like the contrast. Yeah, complain about not getting up yep. sex and then I wrote that. I write this really <laughs> lovely. You know what I mean? I, isn't that yep. life? Is right? Isn't that yep.
0: life?
1: Yeah. Yep. the Reality. You know. And great and track so, listing too. Again, right? Great follow up. Yep. Yeah. Intentionally, and it's just like a lovely. uh But it's so funny. I didn't even think of it. And Chris Colbert was like, "You just wrote the gay wedding song of all time, you know?" Because <laughs> the rainbow, he, it was new. He, like I didn't know. He's like, "Don't you know it?" A rainbow, because seven colors is a rainbow. Right? Seven oh.
2: Colors- you
1: didn't even get that? Like I see. Seven I didn't get that either. That- yeah, I didn't. I, 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 I don't think about rainbows.
0: I'm, always- I'm clearly. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too hetero to notice that.
1: <laughs> rainbow, has seven, there are seven colors in a rainbow.
0: I did not, know, I never even thought about that.
1: whole thing is like, I, like there's a promise, there's hope, you know, there's beauty. I see rainbows in your eyes and, and I thought it was so beautiful and Col- Colbert's like, yeah, you just wrote the wedding song, the
2: gay wedding. I didn't I'm even about
0: know to, that. I'm about to share this with all my gay friends. We're going to make you some, this will be your second, this will be God of Wonders in seven colors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that'd be great. Dude, I didn't even know that. he. And I didn't even know, yeah, didn't you know that rainbow is like the symbol for, you know gays or whatever. And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I did know that.
0: <laughs> I didn't know. I did know the rainbow, but I had, I, I, I didn't, I never thought to count the colors. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my. That You're sitting on a great. gold mine. You're sitting on a gold mine right here.
1: <laughs> I know that needs to be passed on. That needs to be. I'm going to you know do that.
0: my, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part.
1: <laughs> I've got some really, good, I've got some really good gay friends, you know, that I care a lot about and I need to get the yeah. word out to them. I need to, yeah. I, could, you know, I need to get spread that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you retired in luxury. You you work too hard. You <laughs> you you do you work too hard. Anyway, next up is Hey Killer. What do you think, Steve? What do oh, you remember?
2: Man. I don't
1: it was kinda of judgmental. Kind of judgmental. What did I I don't remember what
0: the I, I okay, I'll help you out here. Like, like for me, I was like, this is the most creative way to say judge, not let you be judged. I don't think you were judge and you were pointing out that people were being judgmental. Yeah, that is what. It is. Yeah, I yeah, because yeah, you're like, you, you got it, you got it. What you I got in your that. heart, what you got in your hand, like, um, what was the last, uh, what's let me go to the last verse. Tangled in my vine, you're tangled in my vine now. You know, it's because no matter, like, somebody can wrong us and we can punish them, whatever. But at some point, we're gonna wrong somebody and we're gonna be tangled in their vine. So what now? <laughs>
1: Right, right, It's definitely yeah, it, judge nothing. That's exactly what it was, now I remember,
0: yeah. Yeah, so you weren't being judged. You were telling people to stop being so judging.
1: You're all right, thank you.
0: <laughs> and the bass, And you talk, and you talk, in our last episode, you talked about the bass of Steve and Dale that you really appreciate in the latest Starfire albums. Uh-huh. The- the, the bass in this song, who did the bass in this? Uh, Tim Chandler. It's got to be Tim, yeah, Chandler. Tim Chandler. Tim Chandler. Um, it's thicker than Canadian syrup. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And then that that washy, as you described it, the washy melodic mayhem <laughs> by Mark. The be- And I know Jason, I love Jason, and he did great. But Mark's guitar is that washy mayhem. It's a yeah. m- beautiful mess. I love it.
2: <laughs> it's just yeah.
0: Awesome. I don't know what inspired him, what direction he was given, but it reminds me of the guitars on the, on Prayer Chains um, song, Antarctica, all that fuzziness oh, and feedback, yeah. which sonically um, is probably my favorite <laughs> um chain song. And this song is, it's just too much fun sonically. It's a fun song.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it, it did, it was fun. and. And and Mark and Andy Prickett are very, very similar, you know, I mean,
0: yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else on Hey Killer? No, but you're killing it, Steve. Next up is To Be a Blessing. I'll, I guess I'll start with this one. Um, the lyrics to me very early on because okay so 98 when i was in the army i was a chaplain assistant so assistant to a chaplain um and and so i was very religious obviously and so these lyrics because you know you can become religious and get into religion for different reasons to make yourself feel better than other people for power for control to 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 make you feel like you know that what you did wasn't so bad or whatever but you know these lyrics i'm only here to I'm only here to be a blessing. I will advocate only what's right. I'm only here to enlighten you and everything else. I'm not going to do all this, but those, the course really does eliminate how I try to live my life. And so, yeah, you're here to like Hugo, um, um, Victor Hugo, who wrote on Les Mis wrote to, to, no, I'm sorry. No, it's Tolstoy. I'm sorry. The old Tolstoy to love and to be loved. That's all there is. And if you're doing that, if you're trying to be the most lovable person you can be, if you're trying to love, you are going to be a blessing to people. That's what you should be living for. Them. And you can only well, advocate what's right. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: well, that's true. It was a little bit tongue in cheek, though. It was a little bit tongue in cheek because, mm-hmm. you know, I especially then, you know, I wasn't always a blessing. You know? I knew it. I mean, mm-hmm. It was kind of a little bit playful, you know, um. There was, a, I don't know, there was a little irony in it. Um, yeah, I, I would like to, I, I think that I'm more of a blessing uh, in general now than I was back in, in, in then, you know, I don't know. I think I've evolved, grown a lot. Um, but back then, nah, not so much all the time. So, but it's
0: relative, but it's relative, though, because if you look at Samson, I mean, the dude just went through and just broke every rule that he could. And, but when you look at him, he is a blessing. Right. Yeah. You know they can mess up, and that's an inspiration to to everybody that we. You know, it's not about perfection. It's not about being perfect. It's about being humble when you when you mess up. And he did, once he realized what was happening, he's like, "Oh, oh man, I messed up." And so, like with you, you know, you you know, you realize that you messed up, and that that can be a blessing to other people. So, you know, here's this person. Uh, you know, accomplished this, did that with these people. And they're just as messed up as me. That's, you know, that's yeah. a blessing. And, yeah, yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully. It is. And I will advocate only what's right. Churches, your parents, friends, loved ones, they will advocate things that are not right. And like in my life, I try to always, yes, what's right, what's fair. It's not about making you feel good and making me feel good. We got to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And then sure. I'm only here to enlighten you. I'm sure that was the tongue in cheek part that you were talking about. But um, it's true, though, too, because and I feel like, you know, with great knowledge become, you know, great responsibility. So if I know things about certain things, it's my job to help enlighten people. You know, and that's why I chose the work that I do, because I'm like, hey, people need to know that there's they're more special than they realize, you know. That's the knowledge I was given. And, you know, I feel like that, you know, I have an obligation to share that. And so this song, yeah, it's it's been a mantra for me for, gosh, guiding force to how I treat people. It's informed by politics um, and just the type of person that I am. So thank you for the song, Steve. I mean, it it was really, I know whatever, and that's another thing about art. You mentioned it as a tongue in cheek thing or whatever, but I received it as marching orders. Oh, nice. Well,
1: good then. Good then. I'm glad to hear it, Aaron.
0: Mm -hmm. And this, I mean, this is musically a straightforward mid-tempo indie folk rock song. But the lyrics turns it into something wholly beautiful and, you know, redeeming. Yep. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What's the next song? Yeah, so the next song is Eclipse. You remember that one?
2: Oh, yeah. That
0: was
1: a fun little tune.
0: Uh, It's the best song on the album. <laughs> I like this, is really favorite, this is my favorite
1: song. Chris <laughs> Colbert would always act like do the Im- do imitation like he was smoking a joint. He just thought that was a Estonia song. You just this song is just like a weed dope smoking song, you know.
0: I can see that. Just, I agree.
1: Yeah, just the trippy lyrics were really kind of psychedelic, and um, um yeah. Sometimes you just don't know. You know what I mean? We we, we mm-hmm. it's like the sun and the shadow. You know the eclipse. Like I don't know. It's just about we don't know. I uh, was it day? Was it night? Sometimes you just don't know. But every now and then you see the morning light. Yeah, just boy, life's that way. You know, we just go through, and we sometimes we know for sure, and um, sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes we don't. You know, and it made a reference to one interesting references on, on the on the foot of the cross record. He wrote mm-hmm. a song called Be- "Beautiful Scandalous Night."
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And people they ended had, up on a Lost Dogs album too. Much. My-
1: yeah, it was like on a few albums, but Mm-mm. people loved the song. But once in a while, we'd get a letter from somebody that was like, and that was about the crucifixion, you know, and the death of Jesus. And people would say, you know that the Bible says that Jesus died in the third hour or the whatever. So probably it was like around three o'clock in the afternoon. So this is in this is wrong theology that he died at night. And I'm like, well, you know, the, the sky went black, you know. It was a night of the soul, but it it was—it was—it's metaphorical, you know, that it was night. But I know technically, yes, Jesus probably died in the at three in the afternoon according to scripture. But that's why it said, you know, should I offer an apology for compromising theology if the poetry (laughs) seems?
0: I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. So that's That's what that was about. Okay. 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 Okay, yeah. that baffled me for years. But you know. yeah, lyrically, I took this as again, we talked, it's just poetry. I don't, I, I, You're just conveying a spirit of just like, to me, this song is about it's summertime, there's an eclipse, the weather's not so hot, it's like perfect. You're maybe dancing, at a cookout, just hanging out with friends, maybe you're, you know, night swimming, skidding, dipping, whatever. And you're in. And you're just, you know, you see the holy light. Like, this is life. This is what's supposed to be. We're experiencing love. We're having a good time. This is the holy light. You know, it's just a song of exuberance, you know? Right, right. And the and, and yep. lyrics are poetry. And, I, and, like, I don't take much of these lyrics, literally. I just think you're trying to convey a, a feeling.
1: Totally. And there, there are specifics. Like, Chris Colbert, the engineer, had gone to Mexico for the 4th of July. And there was an mm. eclipse. And he came mm. back and he said, yeah. He goes, when we were in Mexico... Uh, and he had a guitar there. He got a Stratocaster from Mexico, and he said, um, "Yeah, when we, we were in Mexico on the Fourth of July, there was an eclipse. So the song is very literal. In July of ninety-one,
0: yeah, under Mexican sun, when the Mexican
1: sun became a specter of the moon, yeah, well, I, I, be- I wish I'd been there to send up a freedom flare. and hope to go down soon. It's just a very literal. I like specifics in lyrics. Just very, be very specific, and then people know it's about something real, but they don't know what it is.
0: But it's you tr- you and Jason need to get together because that's why his lyrics are too. Like his lyrics are very specific and they come off as cryptic a lot because he's writing about a specific thing that like three people on earth know about. <laughs> right, right. Like you and Colbert, like you were just saying. Y'all should probably get together and write the most cryptic album ever. <laughs> we should. We, you know what? We we ought to.
1: Yeah. yeah this. <laughs> Now I'm a Go big Starflair fan, you know.
0: I'm a big Player yeah. fan now, so maybe I'll, I'll reach out to Jason. I'm, I'm sure he's a big choir fan, but this song made it on so many mixtapes I made from 1998 to 2003. I would play this song to anyone and everyone that I could. I mean, oh,
2: really,
0: this song should have been on the radio. Like, it's it's so catchy. It it could it, even today, like on um, the certain um, like those hipster like. You know, NPR stations, this would fit right or wrong fine there. The the Jimby solo by Wayne during the Bridges.
2: Right. Best
0: best percussion on the song. I'm sorry, Steve, you did a great job, too. But those <laughs> Jimby solos are amazing. Like, they're just, I yeah. can't, I can't, and although this is not, like, really a dance song, I can't, when this song comes, I can just can't help dancing. It's just, like I said, it's such a song <laughs> of exuberance. It just moves me.
1: Uh, that's
0: awesome to hear, that's awesome to hear. And the lyrics, and, and sometimes, you know, when you're trying to convey strong feelings or whatever, and poetry, it can come off as pretentious, but you don't. And in and, and all your songs, and I know you jokingly, I don't know if you said it or somebody in the choir said that you're the most sentimental rock band. I think I, I think I was going to let it fly up when somebody said that. Whatever. But yeah, you do talk about a lot of sentimental things, but it never comes off as being pretentious or trite. And that's really hard to do when you're trying to write about actual things yeah
2: Mm
0: -hmm. so anything else before we move on to the last song nope all right the last song is love sanctifies um oh the the previous song eclipse gene eugene wayne everett and andy prickett were the only starfire alum on that and the last song love sanctifies is just steve really and then wayne everett doing a background vocal what are your thoughts? What are your recollections on "Love Sign" defines?
1: Oh, uh, it's really heartfelt, and I, I wrote it for uh, Chris Colbert. That's who I—that's who I was talking to, and um, I didn't even tell him. Honestly, I didn't even tell him it was about him, but he recorded it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> I, I don't know if he knew, you know. And, I was feeling for him and I would heard him in, I'd heard him in a way and, and. um, I don't know. I I haven't heard it in a long time, so I don't remember exactly, but that's what comes to my mind. And we just left he, it. Uh, I mean, he was the one that was like, just play the guitar part and leave it alone. Just. Um, again, I was playing an electric. But I'm playing just like and I'm playing an acoustic guitar in DG open courts, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to play electric guitar really, but it was. Um, just emotional, yeah. It was emotional, and. Uh, well. Uh, I remember the, Wayne singing singing well on it. It was just kind of a cool way to end the album. Really
0: sparse, yeah. Well, the best the best line on the album, and I'm going to, especially as a pastor, I, I would quote this line a lot. There's so many services I would use this in. The radiant Lord of light reveals his face in the death of light, death of night. I believe that, my friend. Yeah. And like hope, you said you, said, you said, you said, you said at the beginning that, you know, you hope a lot of things. You don't believe a lot of things, but you, you believe that. Do you still believe that? Yes, I do. I do. I, I do, too. And the Bible talks about it, Psalms 34, 37, 14. The Lord is near to those crushed in spirit, crushed in heart.
1: Something like
0: that. Yeah. No, that's a, that was a heartfelt song. A very emotional song. And I'm sorry and I love you, my friend, you know? Yeah. yeah. This is the, and and um, we taught me and Sam go back and forth on episodes and like the closing songs to me on albums are like important. And I, I, I'm I glad that this is a closer on this album because I don't, I, I don't know if you even wrote this as to be the closer because I don't see where this song makes sense anywhere else on the album. Um, it's this song is is it's, 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 I mean it's just you and, and then the wayne vocal and it's mesmerizing how you're able to hold the the audience attention with just an acoustic guitar and vocals but it's just proof to what a talented musician you are because I mean like the lyric I just said and so many others like they're just so thought-provoking you know like there's so many people who try to be deep the Mars Volta for example I don't know if you listen to them. Um, and so many other, I could just go to Coldplay. I mean, there's so many bands and artists that try to be deep and meaningful and convey emotion, but they don't. And you do a great job of that.
1: It isn't is an acoustic Like I said, I haven't heard it in years. Is that an acoustic guitar?
0: Uh, let me check the, the notes, linear, linear notes. You know I can't remember oh, oh no no it just says guitar you're right oh no it just says guitar so maybe it is yeah, yeah it's it, it's probably electric guitar just like strums really slow. yeah <laughs> right it's strummed like an acoustic i play it yeah you know it's an acoustic yeah gotcha so but yeah and so yeah that's getting guys um if you haven't heard it i mean you should definitely and um the only way you can get it i mean you can find some cds on discogs and places. Um, do you know why it's not on like streaming, like Spotify and stuff, Steve?
1: No, I do not. I do not. I mean, the label went out of business, you know, before the record even came came out. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So really what? Is, I
0: mean. So ha- so so what? So how does rights work with that? Like, can you put it out yourself then, or like, how does that work?
1: I don't know. I never thought about it. Quite honestly, I've never ta- thought about it.
0: You should talk to Jeff Cloud from Velvet Beam Music. He knows how to put stuff out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I never looked back. I never, you know, just moved on. I just moved forward, and um, it's really strange to revisit it, and I, I really appreciate you listening closely. Um, you know, it means a lot to and me, like that I, people like you did, you know. I don't
0: know. And I'm not the only one. I mean, there's other people, and I think we would love a reissue of this. I mean, sounds like a great idea for a Kickstarter, because, I mean, oh. and even the Wobbler did all right, right? I think that's would do yeah. probably better because uh you know I talk to people like this people like this album yeah
2: well I and they should hear they should hear
0: it. so yeah. but with that um and oh yeah normally um I just want to say it's normally like we we do like ratings of like you know I'll do like five this song's five stars my favorite second favorite song with this album I can't really do that um there are no bad songs this album um they're all in my opinion. For the five song, for the five star um, songs, this was like a, a very sentimental, sentimental, and important part of my development as a young man who I am today. And there's a, a very few albums, and I well, great that, and you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this very important album to me. Um, it was a blast, and yeah.
2: All right.
1: Well, thank you, thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate talking to you. And are you still hanging out, Sam? Yes, thank I am God. still here. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so
0: great all right. With you guys tonight. I appreciate
1: yeah. it. And um, no. I can't wait to hear the podcast.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and you go will back hear. and to
1: some other. Uh, I want to hear some of your other. You had Wayne on there. You had Lee on there. I want to
0: hear that. We got Terry. We got Terry, Ronnie Martin. Uh, Yeah, some other people I can't think of right now. But all yeah. right.
1: Well, I'm going to yeah. check it out.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Well, thank you again, Steve, for all your time. We really do appreciate it. Um, it's a labor of love. Thank you yeah. guys for listening. Have a wonderful night. All
1: right, thank you guys.